welcome to the Woods Edge podcast show, where we hear stories about how God is at work in and outside the walls of Woods Edge. We are back. I know it's been a while, but the Woods Edge podcast show is back. My name is Eric Wally. I'm on staff here at Woods Edge. I serve on the communications team and our story team. And, you know, right off the bat, to celebrate the show being back, we are going to uh, give away a limited edition Woods Edge coffee mug. Now, we know it's getting cold outside, and nothing is better than just something warm and a nice mug. So, to the first two listeners who email us at podcast at woodsedge.org, you will receive a great-looking limited edition coffee mug for free. So... That email is podcast at woodsedge.org. Email it. The first two to uh, to send me an email will get these two mugs. Uh, well, we have a great interview today with Julio, who is right now doing disciple-making and evangelism all throughout Europe. He has some amazing stories and is really just an amazing guy who's following the Lord and is seeing a spiritual awakening happening right now in Europe. But without further ado, here's our conversation with Julio. What what I like about this is, uh, Julio, I actually don't know a whole lot about you. And so all the questions I'm about to ask are actually pretty genuine. Um, <laughs> so, Very good. Uh, so right off the bat, like, who who are you? Um, like, what, what, what do you do? Where are you from? I'm Julio Masara, and my um, ministry is based on uh, evangelism and discipleship. I was born in the Dominican Republic, but out of a fam- from a family that is um, mixed between Italians, Spanish people, and Dominicans. So you have like just the world basically there, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, what are you doing now? I, and where are you doing it too? For the last nine years, I was living in Barcelona, in Spain, and leading the ministry from Spain to the rest of Europe. And le- seven months ago, we moved to Germany, to the city of Nuremberg to start the evangelistic and discipleship work from Nuremberg to the rest of Europe. Yeah. So what what originally brought you to Barcelona years ago? This is a really interesting story because um, I'm a civil engineer. Okay. And I went to do my master's in uh, Barcelona in 2006. And while being there and almost finishing my master's, I had a dream. And in that dream, God changed my life. It changed the my decisions and my plans to go back to the Dominican Republic, I had to cancel them. So basically this dream was a lady dressed in shiny white. Um, but when I looked to the right, her right arm, her arm, her arm was cut to the height of a, the shoulder. And I saw before my eyes this arm growing new. Wow. And until the hand and everything was, was complete. And I asked the Lord, what is this? It's, it looks so not nice when all these um, muscles and bones were growing. And after days of prayer, um, I got answered. He says, this is not a woman. This is my church in Europe that for such a long time has remained loving God and away from sin. But in this time, I have decided to bring, to grow back the right arm of my church here so my church is touching and being relevant to society again. And um, then the question came. Uh, I heard this voice saying, do you want to be part of it? Wow. And more than an invitation, it sounded like 
Are you ready to give up to your dreams of building your company, growing your company more? And my master's in, is in smart homes and sustainable architecture. It was, come on, it was guaranteed. I, I was be making really great money. And um, I had to decide and went for the, the calling of God just to be heavily involved in missions and discipleship in Europe. Okay, there's a couple of things I want to touch on in that. One, that's just amazing. Um, and this is amazing. Um, but <laughs> the second thing is, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what that was like, sort of, like, what did it feel like in the moment? Did it feel like giving up something or did it feel like a release into like, oh, this is just what I'm supposed to be doing? Tell me, was that yeah. was that like a, did you tussle with that a little bit, that decision? I would like to say, I am a perfect Christian. <laughs> I am a man of faith. Oh, of course. <laughs> but not at all. At the moment, I... Um, of course, there's a lot of expectation from your family, from your friends, from yourself. Um, the, this pressure was on my shoulders. I asking, I, I wanted to have a successful business, so I struggled for two days. It took me two days to answer to God when He asked His question. Yeah, and I was fasting again, praying again, saying, "God, you know, you know, I'm yours." But I had my plan. I had right. my idea of the, building this company and being, I love smart homes. I love constructions. I really, I had been working for mm -hmm. a while and I said, okay, God, I took a loan for of 13,000 euros for my master's. If okay. you help me pay for it in a supernatural way that I know it's really from you, that'll be for me a sign and okay, you, you win. Yeah, it's like confirmation. <laughs> yeah, and it was not even three weeks after that. I I got this amazing job as a director of a German company. And I'm, I mean, being 27 years old, yeah. being a director of a company, right, getting 6,000 euros a month and a huge Audi, <laughs> and all trips, all hotels paid for. Sounds great. <laughs> I was like, that's the gospel I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and um, God didn't change his mind. God took my word saying, yes. I say, yes, just help me pay, my, pay for my debt. I think God understands this and he, he wanted me to also pay back to um for this money and after a year and a half i was really happy in the uh in the in my, my job i was leading the construction of, of big solar fields and um all kind of con mechanical constructions also in the different uh, construction sites and uh, i was seeing people getting healed i was sharing the gospel with all my co-workers at 70 co uh, workers in my in, in my area, in my branch. And then in prayer one day, God reminded me of this word that I said, I negotiated with God saying, hey, you help me pay for my debt and uh, I will follow you full time. Right. And uh, really it was, it just came as a thought in prayer. And after two months I had no work. Wow. I was, I went to the company and I said, okay, I have to quit this job. I cannot, say yes to the extension of my contract mm -hmm. in my heart i i want my big house i want my comfortable car but i i, I had a pact with my with my god with lord and uh, i went back and gave my my the keys of the car i walked out and i saw my nike saying like okay that's gonna be a bit different now um, <laughs> i'm walking from now on <laughs> yes it's it's it was uh, very very challenging and uh after a couple months, I had to give back, give back my apartment I was renting and put all my belongings in a garage of a friend. 
and um, I walked out the street saying, okay, God, now it's in Barcelona, in Spain, 2009. I said, okay, Lord, now it's me and my suitcase. What do you want? I have 80 euros in my hands. So what's going to be next? And it was um, um, the feeling in my heart in the moment was, you brought me here. I know you're not going to fail me, but I wanted to know I'm upset. I wanted, I had in my own desires just to, be a engineer and um, I know this is going to be a much better life for me closer to you but this is hard so tell me what you want yeah and that's I mean that it makes so much sense um, and I I think it's some there's something really it, it almost like matches the whenever Jesus is talking to the rich man and says will you leave you know all that behind mm-hmm. and it's almost like that similar yeah. question being asked like of you was it, are you willing to actually leave all this behind? And, um, so what happens mm. next? So, it, the next, uh, months and years are, um, a, a, a series of cups that the Lord is giving me to drink. Okay. And he's asking, do you want to drink from this cup? Okay. So the first yeah. one was losing my job, then giving up my apartment. Um, ne- next cup was saying, okay, now, travel, go for missions around Europe, yeah. across Europe, and um, experience what it is to serve and to walk by faith. So so, so whenever you're going around Europe, um, I don't know, I think um, from here, from America, it's we look at the church in Europe and we, we, we don't really, we don't have a lot of information about it. What, what has been going on in the church in Europe? And especially as you're kind of traveling around, what did you see? What did you recognize? Yeah. Um, as every believer's, uh, life with, with Christ is a double journey. It's a two-sided journey. One thing is what God is doing in your heart. He was teaching me to trust in him and to go by faith, go with no money to a new city where I knew no one, he would just provide someone to host me for this week to feed me and then to give me money. Some other person would give me money to go to a new country, next country. So that was what he's teaching me in my heart. But then the journey of what he's doing through my life is being exposing me to Europe that has a Christian heritage, but is not Christian anymore in many ways. A church that is, um, um, yeah, too comfortable. Yeah. I, I mean, you can relate to that sure, because I of mean, the churches we live yeah. also in the States, but uh, God is really doing a new thing. Um, ministries and churches have uh, been experiencing such a, uh amazing growth in, in the last years. And um, what, what do you, what's, what's caused that and what does that look like? I think it's uh, God's kairos, God's timing. In this time, God has re- decided to um, allow or to cause, uh, to provoke this... Uh, uh, I don't want to use the word awakening, but it's this, the, the, the beginnings of something that new that God is doing. Yeah. And um, you, you can, I can see when I travel around, even younger believers who are uh, really um, taking Jesus Christ seriously in the sense of um, going for the mission, going for the uh, communion with the believers and just sharing their faith as well. And this is, uh, for me, very encouraging. And my... Why, why do you think it's the younger generation? I mean, I think I, I might be able to make some assumptions about that, but from your own words, um, you know, it, it seems like the younger generation are kind of taking the, I don't know, taking yeah. the the vanguard, if you will, of of uh, leading the faith. Um, well, I think 
the um, the leaders and, and elders for some reason they are uh, um, taking their the role of um, spiritual uh, parents which is yeah. something young people we as young people we need more right. and more um, sometimes you see the young people that they are making decisions on their own and they have no coaching no mentoring no no help sure sometimes because they don't want it but sometimes because they really cannot find who's helping them but when the, yeah. when the um, the the leaders or elders um, are um, entrusting and, and equipping a younger generation. You can have what's happening now as a generation who is not so much for religiosity, for uh, structures, but is so much for uh, the purely biblical spirituality of Jesus Christ. Right. And this I can I am seeing a lot in in Europe that. He, uh, um, non-believers, um, Buddhists, uh, spiritists, they are totally f okay with talking and praying together about Jesus. But don't talk to them about religiosity. Don't talk to them about uh, a building that has a label in front of it. Yeah. So um, the we are reaching out a lot for the youth and we are equipping them and training them to reach out for other youth. And I have seen uh, in the last years of um, serving in Europe, across Europe, from Poland to South Spain and from South Italy to North Sweden, how God is um, bringing us to different groups that are just starting in different cities. And these little groups mm -hmm. are composed by young believers from different churches. Yeah. So, um, so you are, are you finding yourself working a lot mainly just with younger people? Um, and a lot of your work right now, because right now you're in Germany. Yep. And so what is your work looking like um, right now? What is your ministry looking like? Yeah. So in the areas of, of, of mentoring and discipleship, we are discipling way more young people. Because mainly because sometimes people are older than us in age. It's a bit harder for them to, to take the leadership of the coaching or mentoring from a, a person that is way younger. Sure. So... Um, um, normal week for us in our team is we fast and pray together every Monday. So Monday is fasting day and pray day. Then from Mon uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we are uh, doing discipleship, mentoring meetings, um, spending time with young people from the city that we have met and we are teaching. And normally um, uh, every Thursday night, we have a prayer and worship night. And people from different churches in Nuremberg, they just come and join us together and interceding for the city, interceding for the pastors, for the churches, for the souls. And from Friday to Sunday, normally we have a different missions trip to a different city around Europe. Yeah. That's a normal week for us. Yeah. So so I've heard a, a few stories, uh, but do you have any stories for us just of, you know, things that have just happened? I mean, I'm sure you have tons. <laughs> What's one that, that jumps out to you right now? Uh, just a story that, you know, that kind of captures all this yeah the stories um that more that, that impact me the most are the stories of the people who are close to us um, i'm an evangelist and god is really pushing he's inviting me in a, in a very very amazing way just to not only share the gospel tell people about jesus but to really help them co come closer to jesus and become disciples and that's for me very important so the I think the nicest stories are uh, the people who are very close to me, who are my friends now. So yeah. I would talk about one of my really good friends. I I met him about two years ago. A friend of mine brought him to us, and we have been 
um, investing in, in him in his life and now he from being a person who is uh, was unable to commit himself to uh, into yeah to do any commitment in uh, uh, in ministry or in serving God just now he's leading the uh, uh, Thursday night uh, worship and intercession uh, time every single worship and he's mentoring other younger guys helping them through inner healing and he just had um, we just had one of these these guys uh, stand in a Sunday in front of everybody at church saying hey um, I'm so thankful for what the work you guys are doing we're just visiting there speaking that day now for 56 days I am clean I am not smoking anything else and I have been trying to find find this kind of discipleship and help for the last four years and I couldn't stop now I'm now I'm clean and wow. that's like four months ago now and he's still clean he's so clean um, another story is 10 days ago we we got an invitation to go to France and we went to, to France and uh, there was a um, group of 25 people from different churches who wanted to receive training on how to share the gospel how to tell a story how to make disciples and while being there, there was this guy that I, I shared with you yesterday. And right. He was not a believer. He just I don't know how he came to a <laughs> just, training day on how to share up. the gospel. <laughs> yeah. And he just came there and... Took and, a wrong turn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, my friend invited me to come here. And I look at the friends like, like uh, didn't you understand what's going on here? But she said, yeah, but I think it's good for him. So I talked to him a lot. And um, um, imagine a person who has never been exposed directly to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like didn't really understand who Jesus was. And um, we had lunch together. And when, while having lunch, um, he expressed his um, interest in knowing more. Of, hey, what, was, what are those things that you're teaching there? You're teaching about this Jesus and talk, talking to people about Jesus and the freedom and the joy and, and all those elements and the kingdom of God according to Romans 14, 17. And I, 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 I explained to him what the peace of God is how it comes into your heart and he said I, I need that mm-hmm. but how do I do I get there and I explained to him who Jesus is what Jesus did for us on the cross and he said okay I, I want to I want to um, become a Christian can I how can I just be a Christian now wow. and I was like wow that's that's so great <laughs> um, so I just held his hand and um, it felt like a book of acts moment because yeah. he started shaking uh, white things that are coming out of his, his mouth and I'm, I'm uh, this guy is a, is a professional he's a um, yeah an employee of a company and yeah. if you look at him it, in a moment this spiritual um, forces that were attacking him setting him under oppression were confronted by the light of the kingdom of God and we were at lunch all together 20 people together yeah. and suddenly this guy is groaning and, and he he felt this pain and you can see his eyes like what is going on here and i just said hey hey what is happening is that god loves you so much that he just just uh, rewarding your request you wanted jesus to come in and he's just cleaning this heart and taking all this stuff out don't be afraid i'm gonna be praying for you god loves you i love your brother and he just just in that's he's a strong guy you know he he, he could be a fighter yeah but he was just so um tired and exhausted of this uh, process of being delivered yeah. that he didn't understand even and he um, wow. uh, was set free completely and then we explained to him the, the more about the gospel and uh, what's coming next according to Acts chapter 2 verse uh, 37 uh, re- repent believe in the Lord and get baptized 
and he said, okay, what is baptism then? And he asked the questions. <laughs> yeah. And then he took like 10 minutes or 15 to think about it. I said, hey, Julio, um, um, I want to get baptized today. And I'm like, this is the book of Acts right here. Let's do it right on. Living it out. Yeah. So um, we just got some pants, went out. I forgot it was uh, one degree outside. I'm, I'm one Celsius. How, what would that be? Almost zero Celsius. Uh, I guess that's close to, like, I know zero Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit, so yeah, for, it's so, cold. <laughs> so imagine it was 34 Fahrenheit. Sure. And it was so cold. We went to a river, and they um, I, they wanted to baptize him in the bathtub. Yeah. I, I refused. I said, no, come on. This is like the wedding. Your wedding is once in a lifetime, and you need to remind, remember this is a nice thing. Yeah, let's go big, you know. So I went out. we went out, and we found a river mm-hmm. in the city center of Strasbourg, one of my favorite cities in, in uh, France, and it's... We went right in front of the city library where all the students are coming by. Wow. And we just <laughs> took all towels out, went in the water. This guy didn't even feel how cold the water was. He was so touched by God and so happy. He was not even shaking at all. And I, How are you feeling? Man, I'm Dominican. <laughs> my my bones in my legs were hurting big uh, time. But I was, I was also happy. We prayed together and then we just... Um, but I baptized him and you could see his face and he said, Julio, I I never felt so free like I feel feel now. Something has left me, he said. Man. I mean what was released from me and we continue to touch with him. He's um texting me, uh, emailing me, we're gonna yeah. Skype together. Um in this more stories or you no, want another no, question? No, that's <laughs> great. You keep going. <laughs> okay, so um uh, as as we go by, um uh, Europe, we we are just really intentional. Yeah. Um, it seems like it seems like there's, it's like now feels like a time. Maybe awakening. The word you used um, earlier is the right word for the things that are happening in Europe. And maybe it is going to start with the younger generation that are just going to bring about all these changes. Who are you know kind of sick of the religi- religiosity of mm-hmm. as you will. Um, so real quick before we go. Um, I said one more thing, just, you know, what's, what's your dream for your ministry right now? You know, you have, a, I'm sure there's a bunch of things going on, but if there's one thing that you're like, man, this is, this is what I, I hope to be doing. This is, these are, this is my vision, my dream for, for Europe. What is that for you? I would like to receive people from whatever country they are, have them stay with us in Nuremberg, mm-hmm. equipping them, training them, having the experience, what we are uh, doing as we go on the streets, we pray for people, we share the gospel, we invite them in our house for dinner, we teach them the Bible, and they impact their friends at school. Um, and see this just um, as a mu- multiplicational process where I am training training people to make disciples and they are doing the same to others. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll be praying for that as a church, all those who listen. Uh, just take a moment right now and Go ahead and pray for uh, Julio and his ministry. Uh, Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Woods Edge Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. See you next time.